Hey, hey, what is up? This is the combo for Oak Ridge Ford in London, Ontario. OakRidgeFord.com. I'm Norm along with Mikey. It is Sunday, December 12th, 2021. The Leafs coming off a 5-4 win over the lowly Blackhawks at Scotiabank Arena. 7-2-1 in their past 10, 40 points among the best in the league. But Mr. Agello is going to lay out the case as to why we shouldn't get too excited. Season's greetings, by the way, Mr. A, if it's not too early to express that sentiment to you good morning norm uh, it's a bad hair day that's why i'm wearing the arena's hat um although I, I i should say being my age it's good that i still have hair um do you did you want to review yeah it's it's oh geez commerce can you see that anywhere yeah, okay go ahead okay um well okay yes they're seven two and one in their last 10 yes they're tied with florida for the tops in the atlantic division but if you talk to Sheldon Keefe and if you look at what the results of the last few games, the problems that we've saw um, that we've seen off and on are creeping back into mm -hmm. Leafs game. And that is giveaways. I saw I, the, the 17 the, last night. Yeah. I mean, at, at one point in the middle of the third period when they were either, it was either four, three or tied. It the, the giveaways were 14 to four. For the leaf uh, in favor of of the Leafs, and that's a not a category you want to be leading in. And you all you needed to know from last night, and I tweeted it out right after, and the Hockey Night in Canada cameras caught it beautifully. Can, uh, David Camp scores the winning goal on a on a basically a you know lucky yep. situation. Who hits off the glass, comes out, Camp is in front of the net goal. Kyle Dubas is like shaking his head because he knew that was just dumb luck. The way the team had played leading four to one and giving up three goals to the Blackhawks who, you know, I mean, they played better after under Derek King after they fired Jeremy Colleton. I mean, they were lucky to win that game and great. You know, sometimes you need luck, but right now over, I would say the last after they beat Colorado eight to three, that may have been the worst thing to happen to this team because all of a sudden they figured they can go high flying and, and, and score. And they, the bulk of that 15 out of 17 that they won was playing really solid defensively. And now mm -hmm. all of a sudden the, you know, it's, it, it is Christmas season. They're giving away everything. And that, and that's, and that is, not the way, you know, if they're going to play like that, when the playoffs come around, they will lose in the first round because you cannot do that. You have to play a better constructed defensive game. And I, I don't think that the injuries and the, and the, the, uh, the absences of certain players are the reason. I think overall this team has been sort of lax defensively over, let's say, the last week, week and a half. Chris Daniels, Lamb not. Michael, Matthew, and Alino Prespis all in the chat. This is the combo for Oak Ridge Ford in London, Ontario. OakRidgeFord.com. Looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle you can get at me in community on Twitter, or you can reach me at the Leafs Combo at gmail.com. So when you look at the big picture, the Leafs are among the best in the league, and they're they're scoring more of late. Matthews, what, 18, 19 goals now. Nylander, Tavares, and Matthews, all 30-plus points. Right. Um, and, you know, picking up the uh, of the offense with number 16 uh, on long-term injury, and that's by design, obviously, for uh, financial purposes. Uh, but, you know, game, game to game, we have to look at this team uh, and examine – how how uh, it's developing 
um, you know, the, the points are nice. Being amongst the league's elite right now is nice. But that was to be expected based on the, the personnel on the roster. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for those who may get a little upset at us or anyone else pointing out these defensive deficiencies, we have to respond with, well, uh, when the when the chips are down and push comes to shove, it's the defense and a defensive structure and defensive responsibility that will take this team uh, to the next level. Not only did they, uh, you know, pull off the throttle last night and, and get irresponsible defensively, they did it with a guy who was making his day season debut in Peter Morazic, right? He played really, really well, but they kind of threw him to the wolves late. And if it wasn't for that puck luck, right? Odds are they would have went to overtime and probably lost that thing. And today, this 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 conversation amongst the many that are taking place uh, with Leaf fans across the world would have been a lot more sour. Well, it okay. It may have been his season debut in terms of it being a healthy goaltender. Uh, because he started the second game in Ottawa, got hurt, then mm-hmm. came back and played against Detroit in late October. Yeah, my, my mistake on that, but no, it's no, been no, a no. while. Right, right. It's been it, he's been out for two months collectively mm-hmm. between two injuries. So you know, it's easy to forget forget that that Peter Morazic has played in blue and white, but he played really well yesterday. But the th- and and two of the four goals were goals that you know are seeing eye goals. The tying goal by Jake McCabe was through a screen. You know, in 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 total, he played really well, and he felt he felt healthy afterward, which is an extremely important part. But you know, just going back to the point about them sort of taking the foot off the gas. Yeah, you're up four to one. You're up five to one against Columbus. You know, you okay? I I, I get that you, you you know you you've had like these massive first periods where you score three goals in both in both games. You know, the, it's just the usual tendency mentally to say, okay, not check out, but say, okay, well, well all, we, all we have to do is play a strict defensive game, you know, not allow them to get to the front of the net, that, you know, just play smart and we'll win this game. Well, there's a disconnect between what their brain is telling them and what they're actually doing because they seem to sort of check out and they're allowing the teams, the other teams to carry the play to them against against uh, Columbus. They mm-hmm. were up five. They were up five to one after two or five to one. Uh, they gave up a, a goal uh, early in the third period to make it five two. Another goal with three minutes left to make it five three, and then a goal with a second left. So the game really wasn't was not in jeopardy. Last night, this game was in. They, they were up four to one in the middle of the second period. Allowed a goal late in the second, and then two goals in the third, and the game was tied. And if the if the uh, 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 error or the you know the miscue off the boards hadn't happened that game would have gone to overtime and mm-hmm. we don't know how it would have ended up so they really have dodged a couple bullets in terms of sort of playing incomplete efforts and that's the thing we've said during that streak they were playing complete games you have to play complete 60 minute games mm-hmm. and they over that say since that Colorado game which may have made them drunk in terms of you know oh we can score outscore our problems Maybe you can during the regular season, but when you get to the playoffs, you can't do that crap. And that's why I think, you know, when we'll talk about some lineup situations, you know, they may need to upgrade in certain areas before the deadline. Teddy out of Florida had to quit watching the game in the third, couldn't handle the self-destruction. This hits home the point that 
most Leaf fans who've endured and who've felt the pain through um, the last several years, if not decades, and Teddy's 100 years old, so he remembers the team when, you know, when, uh, you know, Ace Bailey and King Clancy were playing. So, um, but again, regardless of the greater uh, success that the team is showing for this season, these games in which, you know, there is a, um, you know, uh, a complete uh, meltdown, harken uh, back to shittier times and and bring back crappy memories um and and the the worst the worst of late is the you know the 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 3-1 um you know disaster with the with the Montreal Canadiens in the in the last playoff where they you know gave up the series lead and then and then just fell apart so you, you can't blame fans for for still remaining skeptical, no matter you know what the what the landscape looks like right now, and you know um, knowing what this team has has done and has not been able to do, um, this this is going to be an ongoing um, struggle uh, in terms of the the emotion of a fan and how you stay yeah. positive and believe but you know are, are reconciling and trying to um contend with and maybe even suppress some of the expectations that failure will ultimately be the um the outcome for this team well leafs nation is still going through the throes of ptsd so yeah, you know exactly so i mean i mean it took every bit of my of self control for me to say to not say on twitter 4-1 the worst lead in hockey because um, you know, I mean, they they were up four to one, just like Game Seven against Boston. Just you know, like you have to you you go and get flashbacks every time that lead is is there, and they and they blow it. And you know, uh, unfortunately, um, you know, nine years ago or eight years ago, um, that they didn't come back from that. And last night they did. It was a regular season game. But you just you just have to realize that. You know, and I think they do realize what they're doing, and uh, you know why they're having these issues right now. And but it's up to them to correct it. You know, Sheldon yep. Keith is, has been even when they were winning, he's like, I don't like this game. I, I be, you know, they're the, wait, great, we're scoring goals, but we're, it's covering up the greater issue. And the greater issue here is the ability to win games and to win games playing the right type of hockey. And they need to be able to play good, really good defensively and and have that offense score enough goals to win, but not they don't need yeah. to score eight goals to win. Yeah, when you're uh, putting more pucks in the net on the power play, that is going to you know lend to a perception that you're, you're scoring more. And you know statistically, the the Leafs have um, certainly increased their offensive value over the last month and a bit. Has it come at the expense of uh, shittier defense? I don't think, you know, one uh, is meant to derail the other. However, uh, as Sheldon Keefe is concerned with, and and you've been you've pointed out, and many have seen that over the last couple of weeks, the defense has loosened up a little bit. I mean, Dermot and Sandine injured, but even with those guys back, you know, the overall structure. And the you know that complete defensive responsibility has waned, 
Um, in the comment here, Jeremy W. has brought up something that you and I were discussing before we went live. Um, Justin Hall, on the other hand, um, well, he uh, he's lost and definitely needs a change of scenery. So right. why don't we talk a little bit about Hall and uh, his affiliation with Muzzin and how against Tampa recently it looked pretty disastrous? Well, at the beginning of the season, everybody recognized that Muzzin and Hall were really struggling. There was some question of whether Muzzin was injured because um, they just, you know, last year they were the shutdown pairing. They were steady. They, you know, mo on most nights, they were really good. Um, early early on this year, they were terrible. Um, they, it, Hall, when he was taken out of the lineup, uh, was, was minus seven. And... Um, Basically, they benched him and put uh, – they started putting Liljegren in, and then they started putting Dermot in. And only um, after about, I would say, four or five games did Hall come back in the lineup. And he played well with Muzzin, and his plus-minus went from minus seven to plus three or four. But over the last few games, especially the game against Tampa – uh, he was dreadful, and he, the, Muzzin and Hall were on the ice for the first three goals. One was a power play goal, two were five on five, and at that point, um, uh, Sheldon Keefe uh, moved up Timothy Liljegren with Muzzin and uh, demoted Hall to the bottom pairing with Kristen's Rubens. Um, I, I, you know, I think Liljegren had played really well last night, so maybe they stick with that for a while. Uh, Hall, on the other hand. Um, and this, this is bizarre. And they, they asked Keith after the game, uh, the goal that made it four, three on Kubelik, uh, that Kubelik scored, uh, Rubens was beaten to the puck, but was basically even with the Chicago player. And for some unknown reason, Hall drifts over to help his defense partner, leaving the guy, the trailing guy wide open. And what happens? Mm -hmm. The Chicago Ford dishes it to Kubalik and he blows it by Morazic. What's the yeah. what's why do you what do you attribute that to? He, he's just not good he's, enough. He, well, to, he's, cover, to... he's, he's covering up for well. I mean, if it was Muzzin, he probably doesn't do that because he. But he's supposedly covering up for a rookie defenseman, and he's overextending himself. And all he needs to do is play his own position. I I, I think Rubens would have knocked the puck away, and if mm -hmm. he hadn't knocked the puck away, Morazic was on that player. You you pre you prevent the, the, the what you do defensively in this league is you prevent options. If you if 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 you got a guy coming in on a two on one, the defenseman, you know, takes one player and lets the goalie take the other one. Mm -hmm. On the Taves goal, Hall sat back and basically didn't give uh didn't give uh Marazic any option and Taves beats him on his first shot. He's really regressed defensively and, and why I, is that i, I don't is know like, I mean, is it psychological like his his situation now the support around him now isn't worse than it was last year and the I team mean, is doing well it had been collectively uh defensive uh defensively responsible it this seems like there's a problem with this guy's head well remember they protected eight players eight skaters and one goaltender um, for the expansion draft to protect Hall because they protected Muzzin, Brody. Oh, Riley, he's feeling the Hall. pressure. He's right. the, so, the chosen one. Well, no, but 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 
but uh, I think maybe, you know, could there be some complacency there that he thinks I'm oh. safe? They protected me. I, I, I don't know. All I, all I know is, all I know is, uh, and, and this was the unfair thing. After that goal, after the one that Kubalik scored, they went to five defensemen and they didn't sit Hall. They sat Rubens. And, and, and after, after the game, uh, Keith said, well, you know, I, I was just taking it easy on the kid, meaning, you know, he, it, it was maybe the pressure of the situation. No, the pressure of the situation got to the guy who has been getting burned the last couple games. So right now they really don't have any options in the sense that, you know, Sandine is out with the knee injury and we can talk about that and that ridiculous. Winnipeg yeah. Game. Hall's got one point this season, Mike. Yeah. Um, he's not, he's not going to be a point. He's not going to be a, a, a point generator. His I know, but it's indicative point. of how just how little impact he seems to have. I mean, on, a, on an offensive team and uh, defensive-minded defensemen all around him, he should be able to have a little bit more. Again, it's just it's. I mean, it's not, he's not. We're not counting on Justin Hole to put up points, but he's got right. one point amongst one of the best teams offensively in the league. And, you know, about complacency, I just don't know how a guy like that with no pedigree well, I, or credibility or, you know, major expectation, uh, you know, and money laid at his feet, how he could be complacent knowing that he's got the league, uh, the team by the balls, right? He's I'm a replaceable just, uh, guy, so I, he, you know. I'm just, I'm just speculating in terms of complacency. I'm trying well, to, I know. to read his, men, his mental makeup here. All, all I know is they protected him. You know, maybe he thought he was – maybe he thought his job was safe. Um, but right and right and right now, right now with um, you know Sandine hurt and Dermot hurt, they 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 need they need Hall in the lineup. But honestly, I, I've been impressed in three games with what, what Rubens has, has has shown. I know the organization likes him, um, but may, you know, I think the direction that may they they may end up going here, if it's feasible cap wise is going out and getting a defenseman before the deadline. Now, that may mean moving out a Hall or moving out a Dermot, who both have another year left in their contracts. I don't know. I mean, the, the, the read on that situation, you know, we'll have to wait until March, until after uh, the Olympics, if they do go to the Olympics. But I, I, right now, I, I'm saying they're, they're not good enough defensively on that second pairing. They need the top – you need top two – the top two pairings to be dependable. Especially in the playoffs. And, you know, if you want to look at Montreal, they had Weber, they had Sherrod, they had Edmondson, they had Petrie. And then the fifth and sixth guys were guys that, you know, okay, they're going to play 9, 10, 11 minutes. But, and I think actually Sandine and Liljegren have played well enough that they can play more minutes. But you need steadiness on that second pairing, and you're not getting it. In, in your, and, and the answer is not uh, in, in with the Marlies like Joe Dusek or Brendan Brennan Mannell or any of these other guys. It's probably something from external, uh, external to the organization. OG's converts. Question for you: Are you more inclined to watch the Leafs combo after a win or a loss? Winning versus losing, does it affect how and or when you join us? We appreciate the feedback. You can answer that question in community. Uh, youtube.com slash the Leafs combo. Uh, we're always wanting to hear from you about the things that Mike and I talk about, the things you want us to discuss, gear, um, you know, uh, advice to us as uh, on how we can make this project better. I mean, we've been going forever and ever and ever, uh, but we are not um, adverse to 
improving through um, the the things you ask us to do. So if you could answer that question for us in community, youtube.com slash the least combo, um, that would mean a lot. Again, Mike, the, in, the, in the big picture, you can look at this team and go, hey, you know, tops in the league, right? But the standards are high. The standards are high. And, I mean, you can achieve and aesthetically make it look great but the 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 goings on and the inner workings the minutia may not be satisfactory to those who um you know the the pressure weighs on the most and that would be kyle dubas sheldon keith mm-hmm. the management um and then the fans we, we feel the pressure too so you know, talking about a, a, a team and the, and the way it's loosening up defensively, not to our liking, certainly not to the organization's liking, uh, isn't, you know, out of sorts, right? This, this makes sense to discuss this kind of stuff because we expect the offense to be there, right? And if we could give up a little, if we can, in a perfect world, if we can give up a little bit of offense to have these guys be, the, the team be completely defensively, responsibly, um, responsible night in and night out and dominate that way. I would take that every single time. And we know that their chances of being successful, ultimately getting through the playoffs and winning a Stanley cup are, are would be much greater than just a, a, a band of um, offensive lunatics out there playing fire wagon hockey, right? Scoring a bunch, giving a bunch back, give, uh, you know, starting like shit and then f- firing back in the last, period to tie a game that's not how you win right it's you know getting the lead holding it locking it down and doing it night in and night out um, right. we've seen the Leafs be able to do a bit of that but uh now it seems like you know the personnel on the defensive end of things is starting to wobble a little bit and uh the the organization is going to have its work cut out for it to 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 make sure the situation isn't exactly rectified but emboldened and strengthened and maybe a moving out a guy like justin hole who doesn't seem like he's ready for prime time is is part of that process it might be it might not be i mean we know that the, the there'll have to be some moving around of pieces to be able to um fit a new you know a new player uh and plus also the leafs only have three draft picks for next year so uh, more than likely if they, if they're going to trade for a rental defenseman, it's probably going to be a pick in 2023 or 2020, mm-hmm. uh, 2020, yeah, 2023. Um, so, you know, they don't want to mortgage too much of the future. And they do have players coming on defense uh, like uh, Topi Nimala, the the Finnish kid who, you know, he's only 19. So it's probably going to be at least a couple of years before he uh, is going to be playing in the NHL. But um, really, I mean, it's not just Justin Hall. I mean, I know that, you know, people, people are, you know, believe me, the days of me like ripping on Corey Cross and ripping on Anders Ericsson or Yurke Lume or Aki Bird, yeah. you know, they were bad, but it wasn't just all them. It was also the team around them. And this team has played better structurally defensively um, most of the season, at least after, uh, the slow start for that that stretch. They played discipline, but it's also the forwards. And I I hate to bring it up, but you know, with Mitch Marmer, Mitch Marner out, more of a more of a onus on offense was put on the th- the remaining three of the core four, 
and you know Tavares and Matthews um, have played really well, have scored regularly, and so is William Nylander. But against Tampa Bay, Nylander made a couple really just inexcusable giveaways, you know, passes that shouldn't be made, and that that's what I mean. It's like okay, for most of the season you've been hustling, you've been playing good two way, you can't. Let the side down. You have to keep going and keep doing that because those little blips, especially when the playoffs come up, you can't win in the playoffs playing the undisciplined giveaway type of game that they have played over the last week or so. Maybe you get out, get that that stuff out of your game when playoff mm-hmm. comes around, but honestly – they haven't been able to do that over the last five years. And that's why, you know, Kyle Dubas and Sheldon Keefe are, are worried about that because they may know that th- their future lies in them getting past the first round this year. Yeah. They have to pay attention to detail. Yeah, every game the Leafs play is another level of training, another opportunity to train themselves to be better, prepare themselves for what lies ahead and – we know that the the result this season is uh, and, and achieving a positive result this season is more important um, than really ever before. So the Leafs are heading out west, Mike. Edmonton, Calgary, those are going to be some tough games. Vancouver will be tough. And, you know, they'll finish up a, a four-game run out west at Seattle um, taking on this expansion team. You know, this could go either way. They 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 could go out west and surprise the Oilers, surprise the Flames, you know, battle with Vancouver and take it to the Kraken. Or can you imagine, an, you know, an 0-3-1 road trip losing to this ragtag group from Seattle? Not to spread dread here, Mike, but um, they didn't exactly – wow everybody with their final game at um, Scotiabank Arena before embarking on this trip. What are you expecting? Well, I mean, Edmonton has – I'm just struggling to find what – oh, they, because Edmonton has not played well lately. Um, you know, gee, what a shock. When Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl don't score, they they have issues because defensively they're still – doesn't mean it's going to be easy for the no, Leafs no, out no, there. No, you no, know no. That. I'm, just, I'm just saying that, you know, I mean – they were playing red hot about three weeks, two, two, three weeks ago, and now all of a sudden they've slumped. I'm not saying it's going to be easy because they'll they'll work themselves up in a lather for for the Leafs and the Leaf fans in the building will 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 energize the Oilers and you have to be on guard for uh, Connor McDavid doing his one of his one on four rushes, emulating Gilbert Perrault. Um, but you know, and they're playing Zach Hyman for the first time, and they were asked about that. Uh, yesterday, so um, you know it's that's going to be a tough game. Calgary will be extremely tough because they're very physical. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Vancouver, of course, was arguably the worst team in the league, and then they fire everybody and bring in Bruce Bruda, Bruce Boudreau, and now they've won three in a row. And obviously, you know, back to second of back to back against Seattle. So yeah, I mean, this is going to be a tough road trip. I mean, I, I think if they get if they go 500 on it, they should be happy, especially mm-hmm. without, without Marner in the lineup and with their current uh, defensive uh, issues. But I mean, somebody asked the question, and I think it's a good point in the in sense that, okay, you're going on the road against tough competition, you know, that would make your team uh, more apt to play 
that, that disciplined defensive style that got them the wins. You can't play, you know, fast and loose against Edmonton. If, if Keith said yesterday, if you do that, you know, look at the guys that they've got, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be in trouble. So maybe it's the best time for them to go on the road. Their, their, their schedule, you know, after all those home games were, has been very heavy on the road in, Dece- in December and that that's what they're going to need to win. And they, they just mm-hmm. won uh, seven games in a row until losing last weekend, the back-to-backs against Minnesota and Winnipeg. And I, I, I have to, I have to just have to bring this up. Um, the Jason Spezza suspension is an absolute friggin' travesty. Um, you know, they, they were saying it was a retaliation hit on Pionk. Well, Pionk's hit was a retaliation hit on Rasmus Sandin, and and Pionk only got two games because Sandin wasn't seriously hurt. So, um, you know, this, the, the suspension should be reduced. He's in ga- He's already served three games. Um, I guess the NHL is reviewing it on Tuesday. Yeah, but uh, what, 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 where did they, where did they, from what point and, and what philosophy and, and what methodology and, and, you know, and, and what ge- geography are you viewing this, this incident from, right? Because if they're well, reviewing it, if they're reviewing the review, three games into the suspension. Yeah. Well, that must tell you something like the guy who's making the decisions. Where is he coming from a place? Is he coming from a place of complete impartiality? Because this well, does, again, if everyone thinks it's a complete joke, except for the guy who, you know, stamped it, then, and well, now they're reviewing it. Come on. This is, it's bullshit. Well, and it's, Hockey Night in Canada did a breakdown of it in the, in the interview. How do you trust the system? How do you trust this process going forward? If this is the kind of stupid decision that's made, that's being reviewed halfway through the suspension. Sorry, Mike. Well, okay. They, they, they suspended him for six games and that uh, automatically clicks in the potential of an appeal and a review. Um, the appeal goes to Batman first and Batman will never uh, undercut his no. in a player safety. So then it goes to an independent arbitrator, but you're to your point. I, I agree. He's already served three games in my mind. He probably the suspension should have been two or three at the most. And now what the hockey night in Canada showed in the intermission is they used the justification of Spezza losing his mind when Sandine got hurt as you know, his mindset that he was going to get Pionk back. I don't think his intention was to uh, to knock Pionk out of the game. You know, they said Pionk was injured. He got suspended two games. I think after the two games, he was back in the lineup, so he wasn't hurt. Unlike Rasmus Sandin, who's out two to three weeks with a knee injury, and could it could have very well been a, an ACL or something as bad as that because Rasmus Sandin had the – uh, had the the gall to hit Blake Wheeler last April. Mm-hmm. That was the retaliation. There was their memory. You know how mm-hmm. hot players are. Their memory is long. They said, "Okay, we're going to get that kid back for that double cheek check that he did on Blake Wheeler." And there, you, and there you go. Pionk, uh, that it was dirty. And the and uh, I, I'm telling you right now, March 31st, I'm going to that game in in Toronto against Winnipeg. The memory of the Leafs will be long as well, but. I think that more than likely Spetz's uh, um, suspension will get reduced, but there's no guarantee because they, they, you know, this is a guy that has never been suspended. They just, Mm -hmm. you know, they've suspended Brad Marchand uh, and and then forget to suspend him because it was 18 months ago. Mm -hmm. The system is really broken. Mm -hmm. 
But who wouldn't want to go after a guy named Pionk? He's a fucking Pionk. Who wouldn't want to go after a guy like that? Come on, Mike. Yeah, seriously. So, yeah, um, you know, we're, we're going on about the the defense. And you're like Hall, Muzzin, Lilligren, uh, Riley, Rubens, Brody, uh, Sandine, Dermot. Is that, I, I know, we're, we're still not even into Christmas yet. Is that... Is that group, is that a champ, is that a Stanley Cup winning defensive core? And would you not have to uh, ask and expect and demand your elite group of forwards to dial it back a bit and play a complete 200 foot uh, um, three zone defensive style of game to support these guys and unproven goaltenders if you're going to go all the way and succeed? Well, I mean, a lot of people believe that you know florida is one of the top teams in the east that could be the representative in the east for the stanley cup and they have like gustav forsling and uh radko gudis and uh, mackenzie Weger who who's playing really well but you know it's not like it's not like tampa i mean tampa is an is a is a the exception to the rule when you have mcdonough and sergachev and headman you know i mean it's it's an embarrassment of riches. If this team is going to advance, and they win, and they win with them. If this team is going to advance in the playoffs, they're going to need the Sandines and the Lilligrens to, you know, grow up. And they, I think they are developing really well and play um, better than they're playing now. And that that's very possible. They're very talented young players, but I do think that, you know, you don't want one injury to force, uh, Travis Dermott into a top four role. I mean, I, I think Travis Dermott's a good defenseman, but I don't think he's a top four defenseman. Um, you know, they may they may need to tra- they may need to trade one of those players to make room for another player. You know, th- there are a few veteran D that are going to be available at the deadline. So, I mean, it's that's three months away, but in the here and the now, with with Dermott and Sandine out. Uh, I think Rubens could be an NHL or down the road, but not right now. And, uh, you know, Hall is having his issues. So right now the, the defensive issues are coming to the forefront for the Leafs. Be- because we have all been jaded through failure after failure. Anytime this team shows vulnerability, it's going to be questioned. Yes. That's, that's a given, right? And we'll always wonder until a benchmark has been reached if the composition of this team is right. And, and that's just the, that's, that's what fans do. You, 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 you're constantly wondering. Well, it's it's all, it's all fine and dandy. Does everything look great right now? You know what? I'd rather them be amongst the top teams in the league than amongst the worst, because it would be a complete cluster F as you know. Well, however, the, the expectations are high. The bar is high because this team has to achieve and, um, you know, un- until then, and again, I'm repeating myself, until then, we will, you know, question how they're getting there, um, with whom they're getting there, and, um, you know, in, in what way is the organization, um, uh, you know, put together in, in the most, um, you know, professional of, of, of fashions and pr- most professional of processes, right? So... Um, well, that's just what what we do. Anyway, let's let's wrap her up here, Mike. Any last points? Yeah, just just that I said this on on um, on Twitter earlier in the week. Um, you know, the big question marks about 
what Kyle Dubas did during the offseason were are Morazic, who has been injured for most of the year, and Richie, who has one goal and has struggled, but I think is playing better of late. If you look at the budget signings that they made, Kasha, who's scoring really well, David Kampf, who's playing third-line center, checking and penalty killing Mm -hmm. really well, Uh, and Michael Bunting, who's now on the top-line wing with Austin Matthews, those are three signings that cost less than a million and a half a year that are with Kasha, he's a one-year deal, but he's an RFA, so they'll qualify him. They're, they're two-year deals, and all three have been extremely successful. That's a commentary on what Kyle Dubas has done. It's been it's been a success. Now, you know, you want Morazic to stay healthy, and if yeah. he does, then he's going to take a, a sizable chunk of games away from Jack Campbell, and that's needed because Campbell, was I think, has been overworked the few, last few months, and yeah. you need Richie to step up. But right in, in general, all the moves that uh, – most of the moves that uh, that Kyle Dubas made have been successful. Well, the, the success of the season isn't incumbent upon Richie having a career year and scoring 40 goals and, and doing things he's never done before. His one goal – hasn't really affected the team negatively. And if he's doing things in other ways and playing with a defensive mindset, I'll take that. Mrazic, what can you do? You know, he gets he gets injured. Matt Matthews could have been out 40 games, right? Um, it, it, an injury is an injury. It's not Mrazic's fault. If he's back in the mix and can stay healthy, um, I mean, he'll, he'll, he'll be worth uh, the, maybe not all of the money, but as we've discussed, no one's really worth all of the money they're getting paid for unless all of that money takes the team that you uh takes the player that you're supporting and the team that he represents all the way to the championship and even then as they're parading that cup down bay street we will still say uh that they are overpaid OG's commerce thank you so much for joining us for the sunday spectacular if you can um hit the like button on on the youtube content that you are Um, consuming. Uh, You can also hit the bell icon to get updates and notifications as to what we're doing next. And if you feel like doing it, go ahead and subscribe to the channel as well. Uh, We're pushing up each and every day with more subscribers and more people joining the good ship, the Leafs Convo, and we appreciate that very much. We're week to week here Uh, with the project but we'd like to add a few more shows throughout the week so with your support and your viewership um, that will certainly be the intention so mike that's it you sure yep i'm good all right for mike i'm norm talk to you soon guys